Biggest challenge would be the first few weeks of school, just all the climbing, you know, it's, it can be tough the first really three weeks. Then you start building cross arms and, you know, doing a little bit of stuff to get your mind off of it so it ain't as bad and probably just the continuous up, down, up, down, you know. all things Lyman Country. Tune in to hear stories from Lyman, aspiring Lyman, and others who work in the industry. Now here are your hosts, David Powell and PJ Nardi. Welcome to the Lyman Country podcast. My name is David Powell. I'm PJ Nardi. And we're joined here with Zach Medeiros. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Glad to be here. Uh, glad you're here with us, Zach. So um, we're just going to kick this thing right off. Give us... Give the listeners, you know, one of the things that this podcast is here for is individuals that are looking for a similar career path as yourself. And so, you know, give uh, give us some background. Tell us a little bit about Zach. Who is Zach? What you where you know where are you from? What's a little history, a little story? You know, what, why did you decide to get into this uh, career path as uh, being in a being a lineman? Uh, like uh, David said, my name is Zach Medeiros. I'm 25 years old. I'm from Noonan, Georgia. And before I decided to come to line school, I was hauling heavy equipment, driving a low boy, and I did that for about four years, hauling uh, big excavators and stuff like that in and out of Atlanta and around the area. So uh, I kind of got tired of dealing with other drivers and not really people paying attention to stuff like that. And not only that, I wanted to do something that was I could be more hands-on, always learn something, and work hard at doing it, and something that would be around for a long time. And now I've seen you in that truck. Tell me what what kind, what what. Tell me a little bit about your truck. That's a beast. Yeah. Uh, well, the one that you see me in is actually for farm use, hauling hay and stuff. I actually work for a pipe company out of Noonan, Georgia, and uh, I drove a Kenworth. It was an 18-speed, and like I said, it hauled heavy equipment. So it was a low boy, and I think. Most loads I did were 75 foot long, 12 foot wide, and 14 foot high. Wow. So That's remarkable. So obviously, uh, one of the, the big things here are any being a lineman, uh, going to line school, CDL. So yeah, that was a big uh, check, check box before coming here. Yes, for sure. It's uh, probably one of the things that's helped the most is having that before I came. So what type of endorsements do you have on your, your CDL? Um, I have a Class A with no restrictions, and I have tanker and hazard material endorsements. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Mm-hmm. So, Noonan, Georgia, obviously you're not far from Cellcat. We talked a little bit about Cellcat. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it that made you interested in the career path? Um, I kind of had an interest in it since high school. I did actually did a project in high school about line workers, and I always wanted to kind of get into it. I never had the, I guess, funds to do it. So I had to kind of work and save a little money. And then I was able to finally choose to come here, you know. So what was part of that decision-making process of coming to, to Southeast Lyman Training Center? And how did you hear about us first? Um, 
looked online. I think I followed the Instagram page for a while and also had a couple buddies that came through the program. But one, like I said, one of the main reasons I wanted to come was something that I could always learn in, advance my skills, and it's, there's also a reward in, you know, helping people that don't really know what's involved with, you know, the trade. You're right about that. So what? Uh, so you're in line school. What? How, how many weeks have you been here? Uh, I think we've been here for 12 weeks now, and it's it's flown by. It's flown by. We 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 you know we always share that first day of class how quick time will go by. Uh, it seems like it moves at a snail's pace, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, so 12 weeks. So you're you're getting close here to graduation. What would you say has been the the I, I guess the biggest surprise? for yourself that's coming to line school? The biggest surprise for me, I would say, is the amount of people that have came here. I guess the demand for the trade, you know. For for line work or for just coming into SLTC? Both. Both, yeah. Yeah, and it's a surprise that this many people come from, you know, all over the country to come here. Yeah, um, to this little town in, yeah. in northwest Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. Dade County. Tell us about... I, Tell us about Dade County. What do you think about our county? I like it. <laughs> um, obviously, from Noonan, they've grown a lot over the past, you know, 20 years. Uh, so coming from there where I think we have 40,000 people to 2,000, I think it'd be cool to live up here, you know, not as many people. And that's always a good thing. No yeah. traffic, you know, it's nice. Except when schools, so you're here in summer class, so uh, yeah, you haven't had the fun of with our, our little intersection, with our little, with our two two traffic lights, yeah, and the and the, the the school buses and and all the kids getting out of school. That's when our traffic hits. Mm-hmm. So how long before uh, you started school did you apply to the program? How long did you have to wait to to start? I think I waited. I tried to get in last September okay. when I actually had all my paperwork filled out ready to pay and all that it was last September and they called me in I think December and asked if I wanted to join for the January class but at the time I was working and when they called me it wouldn't have been enough time to give my employer you know a notice to come so I pushed it to this class okay it really wasn't that long yeah that's um you know we we do we end up having a to your point we do have a wait list mm-hmm. um but hopefully you've found that it's it's been worthwhile. Oh, it is, for sure. So, Zach, uh, just just uh, getting to know you a little bit, I, I, I know that your your dad passed away at, at 14. Yes, sir. So share us a little story about that. That was a, a obviously a really a challenging and uh, situation that, that shaped, made you who you are. So give us a little history about that, how that happened. Um, see, I was 14, so I was roughly 8th or ninth grade. And uh, I always lived with him growing up. He pretty much raised me. My mom helped too, you know. Uh, both of them kind of struggled with, you know, drug addiction here and there. And they would go with stints where they might be on the drug addiction and then, you know, they'd be clean. But it's kind of embarrassing, but it's real, you know. It's mm. who I am. And Absolutely. It's also a blessing to have gone through that because it showed me, the road that I don't want to go down. Absolutely. And kind of keep my mind clear, you know, so. It's not just that, man. It it shows that there's hope because there's a lot of 
there's a lot of individuals that have challenges similar to yours mm-hmm. and they don't have to choose the same path. Right. I mean, it, it says a lot about who you are and, and uh, just being able to overcome that and, and realize there's a way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, you know, a lot of people go through that and some aren't as lucky to steer away from it, you know, and I think me keeping a stronger mentality about it and, uh, you know, do you so any, you, you, pardon me, do you have any siblings? I have one sister. Okay. Older, younger? She's older. She's older. Okay. She's got three kids and a stepson. So was she uh, pretty instrumental in helping you through those times too? Yeah, she was. She, like I said, she, um, she was kind of a big encouragement, you know, she's still, you know, Hey, I'm proud of you. Dad would be proud of you. You're, you're doing good, you know, stuff like that. So it's kind of, it helps. And I see you've got a ring on your finger. I do. How long have you been married? I got married April 23rd of this year. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So we, we ask, it's interesting. You're going to line school. Um, we always ask, uh, we ask the students if they're afraid of heights. Um, and, um, yeah, explain to that. Do you, do you have a fear of heights? Cause, or do you just have a, a, a healthy respect? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> healthy respect. Yeah. You definitely want to respect it. Um, I wouldn't say you don't know if you have a fear of heights till you get up there, but, uh, I think the fear would be falling from those heights. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's the, what's the highest stuff? What have you worked on rooftops? Have you climbed deer stands? Like, have you done anything at heights before where you were like, Hey, I'm comfortable here. Yeah. Deer, you know, uh, tree climbers and stuff like that. Um, you know, but it's different when you have a set of spikes on and you're only less than an inch into the wood and you're, you know, hanging off the side of a pole. So above tree line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 the thing. I agree. I agree. We we were talking to Trevor, and and uh, I know you and you and he are buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, he said you guys have gotten gotten real close, and a lot of that we we talked about how experiences create that, and it's interesting. He's got some similar family history. Yeah, you know, uh, which obviously um, makes you a lot more relatable and mm-hmm. have some similar experiences. But we were talking about heights and climbing, and there's when you're on, when you're on that pole, and there's there's no tree limbs. There's nothing to really give you a real good perspective here because it's just it's just an, it's just a, an empty pole, you know. <laughs> nothing to stop you on the way down. There's yeah, there's nothing to stop you Hopefully on the way down. Hopefully, that super squeeze, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> it better work. Um, so, what's been the challenge? The, I guess the biggest challenge for you uh, in line school so far. Biggest challenge would be the first few weeks of school, just all the climbing. You know, it's it can be tough the first really three weeks and then you start building cross arms and you know doing a little bit of stuff to get your mind off of it so it ain't as bad and probably just the continuous up down up down you know what not expected right yeah yeah so you you've been thinking about this for a long time obviously you Mm -hmm. you said you did the project even in in middle school um so you kind of had a a picture in your mind uh anything surprise you you know coming through the program that you, you didn't even think about or anticipate um you know, obviously hard work. You knew that was so, coming, right? Yeah. Maybe all the climbing in school, which I've heard you probably won't do this much climbing working, but it's yeah. definitely needed. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's like you mentioned the first couple of weeks, it's really, it really is like a boot camp. I mean, you're climbing, it's very physical. 
Mm-hmm. I think a lot of, if you look at our student population, um, you know, just height, weight, everything, it can kind of fit a certain mold just because there is so much up and down. And, and the first couple of weeks, as you've witnessed, we have a lot of guys that decide this isn't for them. Right. You know, so um, it is it is challenging to get through that. And uh, it's not it's not there to to weed anybody out. It's just a natural progress that happens in that two week period. Have you um you discovered anything about yourself or learned anything new about yourself throughout this? Um, I can do what it takes to do this work. So, did you have some doubts at one point or at any point? Uh, I try not to doubt myself just okay. because it can lead to maybe that you not being able to do what your goal is. So, if you always have a positive look on, hey, I can do this, or I'll push to do this, then you know. Yeah, that negative mindset. We have a we have a friend of ours who who uh, uses the analogy of a, a big ship, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that big ship moving through the ocean, but the only thing steering is that little tiny rudder. And that rudder, you know, is our tongue and that negative talk building up over and over again. Talk yourself out of something you're perfectly capable of doing, as opposed to talking yourself through something you're mm-hmm. perfectly capable of doing. Right. So what do you like to do um, outside of school? What are some hobbies, interests that you have? Um, me and PJ talked about this a little bit. I, I got a mountain bike I like to ride. Um, it's pretty fun. I, I enjoy being outdoors, uh, which is another thing that kind of pushed me to want to come to this school and get into this industry. But um, hunting, fishing, mountain bike, hanging out with my wife and uh, – you know, just having a good time. So how did y'all meet? Um, you, you don't have to share that story if you don't want to. But. <laughs> That's funny. I actually worked for um, I worked for her mom, and me and her brother went to school together. And um, we, I started working there, and she started kind of helping me out there, and we kind of got a bond, and it clicked off pretty good, and everything else was good. So you talked about, do y'all have some of the same – same hobbies and her interest. Yeah, she likes to fish and hunt, and Uh-oh. she's killed Uh-oh. a few good yeah. deer. She's she can she's a good shooter. Is she? Yeah, I, she I got good that, aim. That you like to uh, you like to hunt, and um, we, you know one of the things if if money was no object, yeah, you say you would uh, you would actually want to travel the globe and and hunt exotic. Yeah, different species and stuff. Yeah, is. what's the what's the most exotic? Have you have you hunted anything exotic, or or just tell me what what have you. What have you terminated? Terminated would be <laughs> white-tailed deer, ducks, uh, quail, pheasant, you know, raccoons, stuff like that. Elk would be something cool to go get after. Um, bow or rifle? I haven't killed anything with a bow. I actually just got a bow, and I've been practicing with it. So it's a it's the new Hoyt RX-7. And, uh, I That's just, a car, you know. Yeah, I just got it set up this past weekend <laughs> with uh i don't know if y'all follow any of that you know uh phone collector yeah i do uh yeah. michael waddell and t-bone yeah. t-bone's the one that actually set it up for me we're kind of good friends with him he lives down there in hogansville oh, okay so i bought the bow from him and then uh was able to get it set up this past weekend so i'm excited so about where that. have you where have you hunted whitetail um in Noonan. Okay. Yeah. And also, uh, there's a place in Illinois, Pike County. It's called Illinois Connections. And uh, we've been there. I wasn't able to kill nothing down there. 
didn't really go the way. Yeah, I had some buddies of mine. So I I grew up um, hunting, um, just my dad and uh, we just it was just part of our part of our normal fall and winter experience. So I grew up grew up hunting, got the boys into it. Um, but I recently that was whitetail. But uh, and I've never hunted anything other as far as deer than the whitetail. But I'm the, I'm the same as way as you at elk and I think I my wife does not like to hunt though. So maybe our wives need to hang out. Um, yeah. Uh, my wife didn't think it was going to be funny when I, for our honeymoon, when I wanted to, uh, go hunt grizzly, I'm like it's cold, you know, it would be, it's romantic. There's probably fire somewhere. Mm-hmm. Can I not go shoot a, a big bear? She's like, no, she wants to go somewhere tropical, which I'm like, okay, you win. Um, but I had some buddies of mine got me into duck hunting and, uh, I would, it's funny cause I would not have thought that I enjoyed duck hunting more than deer hunting. But uh, it's a more social mm-hmm. hunting experience, and um, I I don't go usually just maybe one, you know once maybe twice a year, but um, but that one time we go is like a traditional thing. I love that. I love yeah, that. Yes. What kind Which, of what kind of species and, of ducks uh, do you have you killed? Uh, I've killed gadwall, wood ducks, hooded mergansers, and I haven't killed any mallards yet. Uh, but I'm sure that'll be fun. And I'm not sure if it's funner doing the duck hunting or I don't know if you've ever done quail or pheasant hunts. That's pretty fun too. I never have. No. Yeah, that's, you ought to try that. There's, It's kind of cool. There's a place down by the house called Blaylock Lakes and they do a big pheasant quail hunt and uh, it's pretty fun. That's a walking hunt though, right? It is. Yeah. And um, for your duck hunts, where have you duck hunted? Um. Troy, Ohio, on the river down there. And I actually have a swamp behind my house is where I kill most of the wood ducks. So that's like right at home. And uh, that's pretty much it right now. So going back to line school here and your instructor, um, um, what's probably the most important lesson that you've learned from him or what what kind of quote or what, what saying or what, has he shared something with you that really stuck with you? Yeah, of course, you know, um, always safety first and uh, take your time doing the work because most time you only get one chance if you make a mistake. And um, he also said um, it, it'd be better to have a instructor or a lineman even that um, kind of gets on to you when you make a mistake versus one that doesn't do that because that could be the difference in you going home or you not. Yeah, there's not a lot of room for error, for right. sure. Yeah, these guys, um, you know, it's their heart and soul putting into you and, and, and making sure that you know the safe way to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you've you've been here. Uh, you're about to graduate in not too distant future here. Um, looking back, what, would, what advice would you give somebody who's about to start? Uh, I would definitely say study your CDLs and be a step ahead in that aspect but I don't not that I've been to another school but I don't think you have a better opportunity than coming here and everything they offer and they're hands-on they they don't want to see you fail they want to see you succeed if you need help you know they're here to offer it for you yeah I think that's one of the things that I do think that instructors here and the staff are willing to help you got to be willing to ask for it 
Right. If you don't ask for it, you're not going to get it. You just got to speak up and be willing to say, hey, I need some assistance in here. I, I think we've got a great team of people. Yeah, if you show initiative, they're going they're going to take it with you. What's um what's your favorite piece of equipment? You have a favorite piece of equipment, tool that you hand use here? tools. Which is there a specific hand tool? Uh I wouldn't say a specific one. Probably the low wrench. Yeah, know, so building so, stuff, that's that's pretty fun. Putting stuff together, you know, hanging stuff, transformers. Use cutouts, all that is is fun. Yeah, we should probably change that question. If you could only have one tool, what would it be and why? There you go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's um, it hasn't been a super squeeze yet, which is kind of surprising to me. Yeah, it's true. That's, yeah. That's definitely nice. I don't yeah. know another way. So. Good. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, so did you follow any of our social media coming to the school, Instagram or? Yeah, Snapchat I've been or? following the Instagram page, probably a couple of years now. So if somebody wanted to get in touch with you before coming to line school or wanted to follow you and see, uh, see that elk that you got on that new bow. Um, how are they going to do that? Uh, I have an Instagram. It's my first and last name, Z A C K M A D A R I S as Zach Madaris. So that's my username on Instagram. Awesome. And what's the plan? What's up? Your, what's your plan kind of from here? You get grad, you're graduating in a few weeks here and what's kind of the game plan um, for you? The main plan is to get a job, so if something doesn't come up around the house, you can't always wait on that. Um, so uh, there's a few contractors that I'm reaching out to to try to get on with if something else doesn't fall through. But uh, definitely want to get experience. It's better to get experience than sit around not getting experience. So Did you apply to Cellcat? Uh, I haven't yet. No. I think they're actually coming in next week or the week after, so I'm going to talk to them then. Great. And – uh. I've applied to uh, Mass Tech, Pike, uh, Coyote Fed, EMC, and I think there's a couple other little contractors. So, so are you you're willing to uh, relocate or willing to travel? You're looking at home, but looking at home, but you got to do it what it takes. So, and is, what it, is your wife up here with you? She's she's not. She's a noonan. She's a noonan, but she's she's willing to travel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Is there a kids in the future distant future <laughs> three three to five years I hope. oh you gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah no that makes a lot of sense um so we're gonna finish this up but i got one more question for you before we finish um what's the number one rule don't do anything stupid <laughs> <laughs> yeah the number one rule i told my boys i'm like hey boys what's the number one rule they're like have a swim buddy. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> um, There's a lot of number one rules. That's right. There's a lot of number one rules. Uh, I teach the boys about being always being together and, and having a buddy and having a swim buddy. But uh, I love the fact of uh, don't do anything stupid. Right. You know, now that I have a, a 19 year old that I repeat that a lot. Okay. Have fun. Don't do anything stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to qualify that though, as to what stupid could be yeah. <laughs> in each situation. But um, I, man, I'm glad to hear um, you've got everything worked out. You got a plan. Um, man, we're excited to shake your hand when you cross that stage in a couple of weeks. And oh yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you got some family coming up. Wife? Yes, sir. Okay, my wife and uh, probably my mom and her boyfriend and my sister maybe. So, oh, we're hoping to you do some introductions. All right. All right.
This podcast is brought to you by Elevated Gear. Elevated Gear is the one-stop shop for all things Lyman Country and Southeast Lyman Training Center. From high-quality shirts and hats to name brand sunglasses, tools, and more. Elevated Gear has everything you need. Stop by our store in Trenton, Georgia, or shop online at elevatedgear.com. And is there any uh, any questions? We're going to kind of turn around and let you ask some questions. Do you have any, any questions for us before we uh, turn the show off or whatever you do with it? Well, what, what, uh, <laughs> what's y'all's biggest challenge as being a head of the school, you know? Gosh, that's a great question. Um, I think the biggest challenge is, is getting everybody working together. I think teamwork is a, you have every time we grow and every time we add new staff, there's different personalities. So I think to make an organization operate really smooth and well, and you're, and you're never always going to be 100%. It's just like a big family. You know, you're never going to always agree, but th- can we agree 90% of the time or 99% of the time and, 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 uh, and put our own personal interest aside and think about the organization as a whole. I think that becomes the biggest challenge because every time you grow, you add new people and new people again, bring new challenges. And, um, and so I would say that probably would be, um, you know, the, the, the thing that we really try to do, we, we add students is the same thing. So if you, if you had an, you know, if you've got 20 more students coming in, you know, when we started we had a much smaller class, it's a lot easier to manage a much smaller class. You get more students, you get more situations. And, and, uh, so more, more factors, but that, that would be my, my I think, I, yeah, to take that a little bit further, you know, we have a, a long wait list. We could just expand and, and, let a bunch of people come, but we'd be compromising something to you. Um, so I think the the way that we try to operate is to figure out how we can get better before we get any bigger. Mm-hmm. And you know that's one of the challenges is keeping that balance of um, making the experience and the training and everything uh, first class for you, but still meeting the demand that's out there. Um, let's face it, everybody wants a, a great secure career with um, great earning potential and man we love it the success that you guys um, you know come back and tell us about Mm -hmm. is inspiring and I I think that's what we're all behind I mean that's why the instructors have left the field to come here to to pour into you that's why everyone that works here is here because it's it's not about you know uh, SLTC as an organization it's about you guys as students and, and the success that that you achieve coming through here I mean that's what keeps us coming every day well Zach that was it's a pleasure to get to know you a little bit more. I mean, we see you around all the time. You're, yep. you're actually contributing to our tours and the next classes that are coming in. Um, but yeah, I just want to thank you for coming in. We want to thank you for being uh, number two on the Lineman Country Podcast. Yeah. All right. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Take care. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to the Lyman Country Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support us, please make sure to subscribe, share on social media, and leave a rating or review. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.